Now officially turning the page to week three, we'll be taking a look at what the VMI key debts are bringing to the table in Raleigh this weekend. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs. Happy Wednesday to all. We're going to be taking a look at what the VMI key debts are bringing to Raleigh. Uh, Just a couple of administrative things on VMI. They do play in the SOCON. They are an FCS team. Um, They are now under first-year head coach Danny Rocco. They returned some key pieces to a team that was 1-10 last season, so they had a bit of a struggle. Um, I'd have to imagine it'd probably be more of the same for VMI this year. So a little bit of what we touched on yesterday. This is very much a get-right game for NC State. It will be a game that will be used for execution live reps, valuable reps, not just for the starters, but for the depth pieces as well. But it's a great opportunity to do the little things right. All the tape that I'm sure they're still watching from the Notre Dame game and even some from the UConn game, correcting the little things that resulted in bigger things, getting that right now against a lesser opponent with all due respect, that will prove valuable down the road. But it's going to have to start here on Saturday. Absolutely. This game is not about the scoreboard. We saw it with Clemson and Charleston Southern. Clemson beat the brakes off Charleston Southern on the scoreboard. And yet, many people come away feeling worse about Clemson after that game than they did before. Why? Because early in that game, Clemson was not doing things the right way. This is going to be a very similar situation for NC State. You're coming off very similar. You're coming off a loss. How do you bounce back? Do you do things the right way? I'm looking at NC State's players. Are you making good decisions? It's not just about, oh, this running back is a little slower, so we can run him down for a 20-yard gain instead of a 70- or 80-yard touchdown. It's about, am I in my gap? It's not about, hey, this quarterback isn't as accurate, so I can pick off a ball that he underthrows to an open receiver. It's, is the receiver open or am I in phase? For those of you who don't know, phase is when you're in the receiver's hip pocket, per se. So, It's about doing things the right way. It's not about, hey, what does the scoreboard look like? Because we could win this game 56 to 14, and and I could still have deep reservations and be calling for some heads to roll more intensely than ever before. Of course. Yeah, you said it perfectly. The score is, you know, more or less irrelevant as long as we win, of course, which expecting to do that. But it's not about how many we win by. The style points don't really matter either. It's the execution and running the offense that we were hearing about all summer. We want to see this working full steam ahead. And this is a perfect opportunity to get the train back on the tracks here. But a little more background on VMI here. They are currently one and one this season. Not a whole lot of offense to show for it. Uh, Their first game against Davidson, they won by a score of 12 to 7. Second game on the road at Bucknell, they lost by a score 
of 21 to 13. So they've only put up 12 and 13 in games this season. If they're doing this at the FCS level, you would probably uh, conclude that they will struggle against the NC State defense, barring any big big time plays uh, that we may or may not give up to VMI. I'd be shocked if something like that happens, but I guess I shouldn't hold my breath. Um, touching on some of their key players that are returners, their quarterback, uh, his name is Colin Ironside, so perhaps he was born to play quarterback at Virginia Military Institute. Um, he is an accurate passer. He has a 65% completion rate. He's thrown for 459 yards and three touchdowns to one interception. Um, you know, rushing numbers. He does run a little bit, not very effectively. So seems a little bit one dimensional there. I, you know, all the faith in the world, in the NC state secondary to take care of business. Um, as far as VMI's running game, they sort of rely on a multitude of backs but they have two guys that are getting the bulk of those. That is Rashad Raymond and Hunter Rice. They're both averaging about 12 to 13 carries a piece per game, and they're roughly in the 40 to 50-yard uh, range per game as well. Again, perfect opportunity to shore up this defensive line. The gap assignments that we've touched on this week, the linebackers overrunning plays, perfect, perfect time this week to clean all of that up and stop VMI in their tracks. Absolutely. And there is, we're not going to get into it today. The film has shown me another player that we need to see more of. It's a, it's a guy on defense. We're not going to go there today because we got to save that for you tomorrow. Come on back. We we want to keep you, you know, keep you interested in this thing. But um, this should be by all accounts, a game in which our defense gets their mojo back, gets their swagger back, gets back that feeling of, Hey, we're the NC state defense. We went a ridiculous amount of time without allowing 30 points in a game when 30 points is about the average that the average FBS team scores per game. Um, you know, this this is a great time to get that feeling back. Right. Yeah, you see the topics on the right hand of the screen. Uh, today we'll be talking about who we need to see more of on the offense. Tomorrow we will handle the defense. But just quickly touching on some of these VMI players, This week from our defense as a group, I'd like to see a little bit better linebacking play. Of course, that excludes Peyton Wilson. He has been all over the field at all times. But I think I've seen shockingly little from Devon Betty and Jalen Scott. Of course, they've been on the field at all times. In the Notre Dame game, they got swallowed up by a lot of blocks. But the tackling numbers haven't been great. I feel like I haven't been hearing their names that often. So I'd like to see them more involved in this game. Uh, You know. I think it was uh, I think it was Boykin was our second leading tackler against Notre Dame. Of course, that's because the ball kept getting to that level of the defense. So I'd like to see a stronger effort uh, from the guys up the middle. Too much stalemating out of our linebackers. The three three five is dependent upon linebackers not just having stalemates, but getting downhill in a hurry, going to where the ball is in a hurry. Right now, we're not seeing that. We're seeing guys content with, "Oh, I'm in my guy. That's enough." And then there's always somebody who's actually not in their gap, compounded, which compounds on the um, the whole stalemate mentality and not the, I need to get downhill to make a play. Right. I need to get through my gap. And once I secure my gap, once I'm going through my gap, I'm not going to my gap. I'm going through it. Okay, I got the B gap. Great. I'm going to be through that B into the backfield. Not just, all right, I'm in the B gap. Where's the ball? You know, there's this... This uh, linebacking core, 
they got some work cut out for them. They got some work at them for the rest of the season because what was a strength of this team is now looking like a weakness, now looking a little suspect. So, you know, right now we're the 86th ranked defense in America. 86th ranked. Which is not at all what we were hearing about over the summer. You'd think we'd be closer in the 20s, maybe even the teens. I talked to the, the sources I got in and close to the team. They have always kept it honest with me about, hey, this looks good, this doesn't look good, yada, yada, yada. And coming into the season, I heard a lot of things look good that now make me look at my sources like, oh, hold on. What 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 is this? I was hearing so much. And so I'ma just tell you this that linebacking core. You don't have to be the heart and soul of the team. The defensive line is showing up and showing out in that regard. But the, if the secondary can come along and the linebackers can come along in terms of alignment and assignment, we'll be just fine. Yeah, it's it's a massive opportunity to not only get some think uh back on track discipline wise. But gaining some confidence too. Some of these guys, yes, maybe even like absolutely. a Caden Fordham, you know, I saw a lot of good things out of Fordham in the Notre Dame game. Getting him some more run as well, building that confidence, that in-game experience—that's extremely valuable for a guy like him as well. Uh, you know, of course, in addition to Betty and Scott. But again, big-time opportunity for the defense to get their swagger back. We're going to need to see some of that uh, this weekend. In just a moment, we're going to touch on who we need to see more of in the offense this week. But first, a word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. In this piece, I want to talk about, Kenton, who are some players that you are needing to see more of in this offense? And I'll put a disclaimer on here. This is excluding Michael Allen because you and I are both beating the drum for Michael Allen seemingly every episode on here until we get what we're asking for. So with the exception of Michael Allen, I'll let you start. Who is someone in this offense that you expected to see more of but have not seen as much of so far? Again, I'm still a Wolfpack fan seeking more Michael Allen touches. But uh, (laughs) with that being said, I'm just going to throw out multiple players, actually, an entire unit, if you will. The tight end room. Absolutely. We are so confused by this, oh, we don't have any capable and steady receivers on the outside. Well, if only there was a position that could supplement that, you know, if only maybe, perhaps. And Grayson, stick with me here. What if we just played a team that was deficient on the outside? What if we just played a team like that? How do you think that team would move the ball through the air, Grayson? They might have even done it against us, if I'm not mistaken. What, what, what would they have done, Grayson? Help me out. Help me out. I, I'm trying to find a different position that could catch the ball like a receiver would, but maybe they'd be tighter in 
than a wide receiver. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, a slot receiver. Uh, close. Close. <laughs> that generally bigger. Tight ends. Tight ends. Penix. Tootle. Why are we not? In the first two games, and don't get me wrong, Juzarine is a dude. He looks amazing out there. He needs the ball. Yes. In the first two games, do you know how many t- targets Tootle and Penix have between the both of them? It's shockingly low. It's got to be like one or two. 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 Two yeah. targets between both of Okay, so here's the deal. If you cannot rely on your receivers, then you need to do sets, run sets with more tight end, more fullback. More. I know Anai wants to go air raid. I know. I know. But you know what I, I've always loved about Anai? at every other school he's been at, doesn't try to fit square pegs in the round holes. He figures it out and works it out with the person that Lee had. When Schrader went down, that Syracuse offense was no longer, hey, we're we're going to do strictly uh, five wide. Hey, we're, we're going to have empty as much as we use a fullback. You know what happened? They said, all right, Sean Tucker's the best thing we got rolling. We need to take advantage. We need to figure it out, work it out with him. Can we do that? Can we do something like that? Can we do maybe a two tight end set? Maybe. Can we maybe put one tight end in the fullback position, another tight end attached to the line of scrimmage, kind of figure it out from there, kind of figure out how to do some two, three exchanges and get, you know, we saw the power of a two, three exchange this weekend. Sure did. We saw the power of it and how it messes up teams' eyes and messes with your discipline and assignments. We got some bad guys that could be the two and three there. Christopher touchdown tootle. We got some bad guys that can fill in that area. Trent Penix. We got a guy that you know that that young kid. He may be young, but he's ready. Juice Vereen. By the way, some of y'all need to stop it. The juice is worth the squeeze. Is a terrible saying for him. Awful. You know who you are. Not going to call anybody out. But, uh, yeah, the tight end room is who I was expecting to see a lot more. Yeah, no, I I certainly echo this. Um, You know, it's been shockingly low, the amount of targets uh, for both Tootle and Penix. I think especially because we heard a lot about Tootle Tootle and Penix over the summer. We heard that this new offense with Robert and I is going to feature them quite a bit, and they're looking great in practice, and it's something to get excited about uh, when the season rolls around. Well, now we're two weeks in, and yes, that is early. Of course, it's still overreaction season. I mean, should I file a missing persons report? Like, I'm stunned that we have not seen more uses out of them. I'm hoping this means that we're going to see a lot of use um, because this is the perfect week to get them more involved up against a lesser opponent. But it's it's been kind of concerning uh, that we haven't seen them basically at all. And again, if we're having drop problems... Then, especially with young guys and all that good stuff, and you know they're not. That's fine. That's fine. You have a group of experienced old guys who can catch the ball, and one with one of the most talented youngsters, not just on this team, but in all the nation. Absolutely. The answer is there. Are you going to take the answer, or are are we going to sit here and say, "Huh, man, our receivers can't catch"? If only there was another group we could throw the ball to. 
The Hardy Boys don't need to come out for this mystery to be answered. We don't need Scooby-Doo in the mystery machine to get this this question answered. No doubt. So my player, I guess I'll, I'll narrow it down to just one. I do agree with the tight end answer as a whole, but this is a little bit of a low-hanging fruit, but I think I want to start seeing a whole lot more of Dakari Collins. Of course, Hmm. he kind of played more so in garbage time. He did score a touchdown there at the end of the Notre Dame game, but he looked pretty good in doing so. Now you can say, sure, it was against Notre Dame's second and third string. The game was over. It was garbage time. Okay, but he still made a, a great play, maybe even an ordinary play into a touchdown. He made a catch, made one guy miss, and then powered his way into the end zone. We need more of that, whether it is in garbage time or the first quarter. We need more of that. Something I've been kind of hoping for since he committed to come here from Clemson, I love the size there. I feel like that's something we could really use in this wide receiving room. So I feel like this is a perfect, another perfect opportunity this week to get a guy like a Takari Collins more acclimated because something that Coach Dorn has said is he's been struggling a lot with injury, so much so that it's been – kind of hard to just have him healthy for two weeks of practice in a row. But if we're able to keep him healthy moving forward, I think you could very well see Dakari Collins rise to one of the top four or five receivers of this group. You know, you said he made an ordinary play. Is that not the problem with our receiving core? It has been exactly. They can't make the ordinary play. Exactly. They, uh, and and the player who has made the most ordinary plays is Kevin Concepcion, who, by the way, his lack of an ordinary play cost us a Brendan Armstrong interception. Sure did. Lack of ability to make an ordinary play cost us a Brendan Armstrong interception. And I, this is not me bashing KC. That's a ball player. He's a dude. He's going to be a dude here for years, hopefully. Hey, more power to you, brother. Love your game. Love your game. It's only up from here. But with that being said, the reality is simple. If all we know of Dakari is he makes the mundane plays, that makes you at least receiver number two on this roster. No doubt. 6-4, making the mundane plays. Uh, We'll work it out. We'll work out the rest. Whatever the problem is, we'll work out the rest. Yeah, so that kind of sums up who we're looking to see more of on the offense. Of course, I mentioned Tomorrow, the the conversation will continue more on the defensive side. Uh, This goes for VMI as well. We'll be looking closer into their defense as well tomorrow. Uh, We're going to close this thing out in just one moment after another word from our sponsor. Our second sponsor today is Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping you have access to medication in the middle of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand on time. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code locked on at checkout. JaceMedical.com. That's J A S E Medical.com. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N. All right. Now, wrapping up this Wednesday episode, 
just kind of recapping some of the things we hashed out here. We touched on VMI, some of their offensive weapons. They're more than likely going to be looking to throw the ball, probably more so than run it. I think our run defense is going to show up big time. Uh, you know, VMI hasn't been able to generate much on the ground. Our run defense is looking to, I guess, reestablish themselves after last week. I, I, I'd even say the last two weeks probably looking to reestablish yeah. themselves. So a big effort from our run defense this week, and hopefully that opens up a lot of, a lot of opportunities uh, for our secondary to make some plays. A thousand percent. And the guys that I want to point out something about the guys that we said, hey, these guys need to be on the field more and be seen for seen of more. The shortest guy out of that group is 6'3". Trent Penix at 6'3". Chris Tootle, 6'4". Dakari Collins, 6'4". Tall receivers help make quarterbacks right. Look at Rosner. Yeah, they help make quarterbacks. Look at Juice. They help make quarterbacks right. We need more big bodies on the field to help make quarterbacks right. Robert and I, I know that you've probably forgotten more football than I'll ever learn, especially offensively. But, brother... There's a solution to your drop problems. There's a solution to your inexperience problems. There's a solution that is waiting right there in that tight end room for you. It's knocking at your door. Let it in, nephew. Let it in. Yeah, no doubt. I think some of these big bodies, I mean, on at least from what we've seen so far, we they may be able to shore up some of the wide receiver hand issues and get the offense in more of a flow getting downfield, continuing drives and putting up more points on the board. So, yeah. and then of course, I mean, we already touched about it, touched on it here. Uh, we need to see more from these tight ends, the Trent Penix of the world, the Chris Toodles of the world, more juice. We always need more juice and maybe some Dakari Collins too. I it, limited capacity. Of course, I really liked what I saw from him. I think he has a high potential. Got to keep him healthy. Hopefully he, he can get some prime reps here in this week, three game against VMI. So, all things go, hopefully, this week on offense. Looking forward to cleaning up some things that have plagued us uh, these past two weeks. Hopefully put some points on the board and win this comfortably, getting some uh, you know, some good reps for all. I And by the way, as much as we said we weren't going to talk about Michael Adams and all that, he's now listed as an or as a starter at running back. Congratulations, Wolfpack Nation. We did it. We did it. We've successfully bullied Robert and I into starting the rifle running back one. He's got to be in there. Give yourselves a hand. I mean, pass block be damned. It cannot be that bad. By by the way, by the way, Grayson and I went back and watched each and every highlight together. Together. We didn't have enough time to watch all the film. We watched each and every offensive highlight together. Every positive play that happened for our offense through the air together. And I'll even include the one big run from Jordan Houston. There were a total of three plays. Three. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand how much a running back missing a block on a blitz can affect you, even if it is only two to three times a game. However, if we're talking about him getting blown up, we saw that in the highlights. We saw that. Now, I'm not going to call out the player who got blown up, but – we saw that. It wasn't Michael Allen. If we're talking about guys missing assignments at pass blocking, we saw that. Correct. We saw that. It was, that, too, was not Michael Allen. So, with that being said, if the guys that are so much better at pass block 
listen, whatever was said, I'm glad that y'all have put that water under the bridge. Whatever was done, I'm glad y'all put that water under the bridge. And y'all are now going to get this young man involved because, you know, 12 touches was the goal for last week. And we had a solid one and one target. What a time. So that'll do it for us here on this Wednesday episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in with us. Be sure to hit that like. Drop some comments in the comment box. Who would you like to see more of in this Wolfpack offense? Let us know what you think. And as always, mash that subscribe button as well. I noticed we hit 650 on this Wednesday. Keep on climbing. We're trying to hit 700. Let's try and hit 700 before the game, we'll say, at UVA. So that gives us, what, a week and a half. We need 50 more in a week and a half. The rate we've been going on, I think that's very achievable. Uh, As always, we appreciate the support so much. We'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.